The following pendant production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the commentary for our mid-season finale, season nine, episode six. The future ain't what it used to be. With me is the writer of this episode, Pete Mylan. Hello, everybody. And my faithful assistant and co-director, assistant uh, director Bruce Busby. Give me a second. Hello. You don't have to baby-proof the place. And we're getting started right off here with uh, Zeth and Dokken doing the uh, the move in. Put that away. And some very unsanitary uh, behavior. This, uh, and I think... uh, there's something about sex in, an, in a food prep area that just okay. <laughs> sort of e, gave me the wigglies. It's not like I well, I'm sure they cleaned before. afterwards. Well, yeah, these, these little, they're not monsters. Yeah, a little 409 at least. Come on. Well, the Clorox surface oh, wipes or whatever, yeah. you know, that, that's, that would make me... I know, you know. handsome. Whatever that, gel was, whatever that gel was hooks used to clean up just... uh, all the crap in that uh, one episode. <laughs> This is yes. the first time I've, I've had someone who's going to be Now, here. the title of this episode, The Future Ain't What It Used to Be, that is from a song, I'm assuming, because that seems to be your uh, thing. My work my yes, it is. I, you know, I was kind of stuck on what uh, what to go for a lyric uh, there, for uh, yeah, kind so. of stuck for a title, as, so, I, uh, as I am from time to time. And The Future Ain't What It Used to Be is by... Uh, <laughs> Is from a Jim Steinman song. It's the title of a Jim Steinman okay. song, probably covered by Meatloaf at some point. No, no, no. I, I just because the like, phrase I've heard of, but never knew exactly general, where it was from. I'm a lot of out of no, he may not have he may not have, not have created that uh, that phrase, but he used it in a song. So, now we're using the title. Worry about me. There's very few songs about uh, people making the wobbly H in public, so I just you know sort of went with what I could find. Yeah, um, I, I finally looked up the wobbly H because I'd been avoiding looking at that, but I finally had to. I'm terribly that up. sorry. It's finger cuffs. Worried basically, hey, and that's the only reason either way, it's still hey, fun. I want to be absolutely clear about no this. H is here. Yet. I did not ask you to move in with me because I'm keeping an eye on you. And of course, we're continuing the theme here of uh, people in relationships kind of doubting the people they're with because they're not from the core circle. And, and, and so, I, I yeah, and that's you know, like you, okay. Okay. Zeph is not, he's, he's not exactly like telling the truth no. at this, Just you know, because this, worst. him uh, having a doc and move in oh, with them, that was something he was always, he, you know, moving towards, but Which it's sort of been accelerated by everything that's going yeah, on at the Kingery sure now, so it's kind of, it's kind of spoiling the moment. I'm really glad I'm here, you know, and I love you too. Good. Good. Slightly the doubting good. I like that one. Oh, good, good. And now we head up to the asteroid, Papa Arkell's office. Dad. Uh, we have Justin Fife uh, here making his debut as Papa Arkell. Uh, the original voice had to back out, and so uh, Justin had also auditioned uh, at the beginning of the season, and so we were very lucky that he was still available to uh, play the part. So uh, welcome to the Kingery. The one's trying to get you. Welcome, welcome. Of course, we have Kristen Bass here as Cass. <laughs> The fifth, what? Fifth column? Fifth element? Plead the fifth, see where that gets you? Off of the they're they're doing a great job of delivering, I think, Pete's I... intent here. The last time I was here, well, this is, I think, I think this is only his uh, Papa Arkell's second uh, appearance, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm correct. So like we haven't really gotten a sense of what he's like. So, uh... I, mean, the I didn't want him to, you know, seem like a crazy person, but he, you know, he's sort of that. When you live by yourself long enough, you start to get a little weird. Yeah, and uh, you know, since maybe. I do really like that line about the "what the fuck is a socks." 
Thank you. You remember him, Dad? Martin, yeah, Martin Gray. And of course, he says he's been alone a while, so he's talking to himself. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Still is. Really? That's weird, right? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, here we are, way the hell out on the edge of known space, and somehow, two families from a ratty old neighborhood on Earth ended up here. Two Get a little Shakespearean here. Something like that. Pointing out how weird it is that everyone from the old neighborhood ended up in Space Vegas. It's a small universe. Not to. Sylvia did that. Talk to herself. She was always grandiose. And lots of plans. Here he's about to step on a landmine. I do like that. charge, right? Ah. Yeah. Yeah, Dad. Well, I mean, Cass has been, you know, even when she's been a villain, she's kind of been the butt monkey of this show for a long time. And you know, I, I kind of wanted to do something where she gets to, you know, be more of a person, you know, as opposed to... I mean, not that she hasn't been a person, but uh, yeah. when, she, when she's not all wrapped up in machinations and schemes and... Wrong and then religious redemption or whatever. She has to get to take a minute and take stock. This, this is maybe the most human we've really seen, Cass. And there the claymore goes off. You left us with her, you stupid idiot. What did you think was going to happen, huh? What do you think we were going to become? Cassie. Shut up. And and uh, Chris does a really really good job here with with this. Nice emotional outpouring. The one time I thought I was doing right. Yeah, it, it took a, a little bit of sonic surgery to put together from all the, the takes some of the best material. So, mm. yeah. but it works. That's why we have people do multiple takes so we can draw out the best. My son, because he was a monster. Because he had the same poison blood as me. Because you abandoned us, Tar. <laughs> it's really nice scoring me, here baby. coming up, uh, Bruce. Okay, oh, why, thank you. Okay. No, so I, I tried to come up not. with this. These were two sort of uh, emotive scenes. Mm -hmm. So, Your mother, she but this one didn't really me. need the emotive. Aspect until ears, I was just, he's I was actually suddenly emoting. Right. Yeah. I mean, before that, it was just the radio going, like Arkells do. You can guess the rest. She told us you died. Yeah, I gave uh, Bruce all the uh, serious emotional scenes. I took the uh, wacky uh, wobbly H mm -hmm. scenes. She yep. Never wanted to let me go. Director's prerogative. Not when I might prove useful. She used to send guys to check up on me, make sure I remembered I was still in a cage. So, eventually, I found a place where she couldn't find me. He's got me. the breathing in the right spots yeah. for an emotion I reaction. Thought, yeah. I thought you'd all be better off if I wasn't. And and this is, you know, I don't know if he knew that he had a, uh, a grandson or not. Well, I guess I, you know, I, wish. I guess I decided that when I, uh, when I wrote this bit, but. Uh, you were asking about the fifth. What about this funeral? Which has got to be a hell of a thing. Something to do with yeah. your brother. To you know, have a He's grandson and never meet him, and it turns out he grew up to be kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, well, that'll happen. And then, of Graphic course, some sort of stooge-like clone. Mm -hmm. Many, many, many clones. And then wackiness ensues. Yay! We got a. Uh, 
Cal here, uh, and, uh, Christopher Gilstrap, and Alicia Lane Pickens as Maddie, driving around the thoroughfare. The car of the future. Where the hell is he? Maybe join the circus. Is there actually a circus on this planet? I was kidding. Okay, but is there? I have no idea. <laughs> Look into it. It'd be a good place for a man to hide out. Oi. <laughs> and here comes the party. Ah, I think we found the source of the traffic problem. Is everybody having a good time? Regret to inform you that your boyfriend. And I believe uh, we have officially named this character uh, Jerkel because yes. Jennings slash Arkel. Yes. Again, it, it it's a little strange to play a uh, to play Jerkel because it's. Uh, it's like I'm playing someone doing an impression of what he thinks Tommy Arkell sounds like. Yes, ma'am. What you think he should be like. Yeah. Would you like me to run him over, ma'am? You know, you and Major would get along just fine. I like my woman a little less murdery. We're going to do something about this. Let me out, then hit the siren. One thing that's been fun about having the little party scenes, I've gotten to use some different Kevin McLeod stuff I don't normally use, just the raucous party electronica type stuff. So that's kind of fun. What's the problem? Come on, officer, we're just dancing. Take off that uniform. Let's see that ass. Oh, oh, Jerkel. Hey, Madeline, what's happening? Hot stuff? Oh, not much, Thomas. I hear you've been getting and it's clear he has no idea how to talk to you know, women in general, her in particular. Right. <laughs> so, so mobster. Forget about it. Yeah, but she doesn't have tentacles. No. Why don't you and I find someplace quiet and romantic and, you know, fuck. How can I resist a man with such a command of the language? I've got the soul of a poet. There's a little bit of Armstrong in the voice. Yeah, a little bit, but, you know, that's just the way I sound. Yeah, well. Get your hand off it. Aw, oh, but my hand's so happy right now. <laughs> You're a oh. big Tommy Arkell. I can't believe I ever That's gotta you. hurt. It's true you have the sexual capacity of a Highland warrior and the body to match. I kind of wish you'd gone with that. <laughs> I mean, thought about it, but so much acting going on right now. For my own sake, I must. I, too bad she didn't say I must forsake you. That that would have been good. Possibly some gender neutral being. Sound effects. Maddie walks away. Jennings is totally confused for a second. Wow. Uh, Guess what, everybody? <laughs> but he's right back at it. Single again. Why is this? Just, the, the guy sounds like a prototype <laughs> Simpsons character. Let's <laughs> go, Tommy. And now we head to a cafe that's not quite on the plaza, but close enough you can still hear everything going on. Mm. Yes. Hey, babe. So join uh, Melissa Hearn here as Allison, Tommy. 
bit where I dumped your original body or the bit where he appears to be fucking a woman in public? All of it? <laughs> just, just fucking all of it. And I've said it before, uh, Melissa has done a really good job of getting your patterns down as Tommy. She really has. She really has. And Jennings is in your body. It's going to last for a while. People were going to notice if I started spending time with a lovely new woman as opposed to my alleged boyfriend. Boyfriend. Gross. This way I'm not expected to spend any time with you, him, that guy over there. And I can spend as much time as I like with you. Her. You. I love the confusion. Her, so me, sexy. him, I'm you. always smart. Yes, you are. That's right. Step right up. Step right up. Gentlemen, ladies. I don't know what you have going on, but I'm digging it. Come on down. I love the Ric Flair wounds. That's, yep, that's exactly what they are. <laughs> he is styling and profiling. For the record, the original line was, come on down, I brought enough cock for everybody. <laughs> I'm a grown man. Yeah, well, we have to let it out somehow, I suppose. Not my face, anyway. Don't you dare touch that bush. It's perfect the way it is. I meant my legs. And, and we found out something new about Maddie's preferences there, too. That's weird. <laughs> That's beauty standards for you. Don't feel like you have to, Allie. <laughs> I like that. Allie. Allie. Well, whatever. Is he I can just see she's staring deep into Maddie's eyes, and all of a sudden she happens to see behind her, and her eyes just go boing. Wow, I've had that fantasy. He's getting out of control. Getting? I got Zeph, it's to it's Allison. Little stop short there. How do you and Doctor feel about a job? Dun dun dun. Well, and I was now. just giving him one, but anyway. Hey, good night, everybody. Hey. Glavin. Hey. All right. And uh, with that, we've hit the credits. Uh, it's the final time for Brian Reed as our credits reader. He's done a phenomenal job, but he's uh, moving on from that. He'll still be playing Zeph. But uh, thank you for all your hard work on the credits over the years. Uh, I think it's Julia Eve taking over. We'll hear her starting with the next episode. Yep, yep, yep. So. Which will be in March, I believe. Yes, two months. Because we're taking a little break. Start mid-season. Hey, this is the cool thing everybody's doing now. So we're going to take a little break here, recharge, think of more horrible things to happen to uh, Jerkel. Um, I'm sure there will be horrible. Maybe we'll find out what this fifth thing is all about. Because that's still lingering Hopefully. out there. We probably should figure it out before the end of the season. Yeah, yeah that'd be good, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you like what you hear, please leave us a tune, uh, reviews on iTunes. Bleh, words. Uh, we love those. They help us get visibility and numbers and stats and all sorts of wonderful things. Um, visit us on the web, at Pendant Web on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Tumblr. We're on Instagram. We're all over the place, wherever you get your social media. So uh, we will see you in six months. So thank you, Pete. Thank you, Bruce. Okay. Two months, not six months. Two months. That would be a hell of a hiatus. Did I say six months? Yes, you did. Son of a bitch. Good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs) Good night.